Hey, Jonathan. You wanna... Yeah. I'd rather sit here. Okay. It's only couch. Yeah, yeah. Unsuccessful pee again. What do you mean, unsuccessful? Like, did anything come out? Is that what you mean? That was one of the things we're all kind of concerned about. Um, it's like your kidney functioning and stuff like that. Because um, I think we, you know, I, I think we all are, you know, aware, you know, concerned all the time. But I think. You know, with, with how you've been feeling in the past few weeks, especially, um, you know, I think there's you know, an increased concern of, of how you're doing, and, and in, in a you know in a way that's you know, we just want to help, and so we hear you, and we hear that that you know that you deteriorated as you as you, as you pointed out, um, and that you don't feel that you're doing very well at all, and we see evidence of that and so we want to do whatever we can to try to help um, and so there and part of that was certainly one of the things that that were kind of that we were talking about is was your liquid intake and your kidney functioning and what could you know be happening with that and I think all of these things can exacerbate the schizophrenia If it affects your sleep or, you know, or your energy, it can then affect you know, schizophrenia itself. Um, so I don't know whether you know whether there was a particular thing you wanted, to say, you know, a particular agenda you wanted for today, or I can kind of explain where we're coming from. Does that sound better? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, mean, I think one of the one of the difficulties that that I think we all feel is that is that you know obviously we get the, the real sense that that a lot of what 
what we try to do feels punitive to you. Um, like as if that's our intention, is to control or punish. And, you know, and, and I think all we can do is, you know, I think all we can do is assure you that, you know, I can speak for myself for, for sure, that you know, that is you know, the farthest thing from how we feel. You know, there's, you know, we, there, there's, we get nothing out of, you know, there's no advantage for any of us to control or you know, to punish you. Um, the other sense that that I get, and you know, I think you know, I think that the others get too. Maureen, in particular, is, is from from what you communicate is the idea that we're not providing enough support for you, and I think that's perfectly reasonable possibility, and and I do think that you have every right to express that and, and I think it's important to express it. Um, I think the tough thing is, you know, you know I, and I've made clear is that, you know, if I'm not available, if I'm not available to you in the various ways, in a way that that's satisfying for you, it's not because I'm mad at you or because trying to not be available it's just a matter of that maybe you need more support than I can provide like on an outpatient basis and so I think it's something that I think we should you know which is something that I talk about with lots of patients is sort of this idea that you know am I able to provide enough for you being a private practitioner just doing outpatient work, and I and I hate to see you get frustrated over and over again when when I'm not available. Um, but it's also you know it's you know but well I think the main point is I hate to see you get frustrated like that over and over again. Um, so I guess you know it kind of brings up a lot of different issues. I think. There's the issue of, you know, what do we do about this deterioration? You know, you know, I think it's it's important for us. You know, I think we always take it seriously, but I think now it's just a little bit different when we're really at a point where it's like, okay, we hear you, we hear your, it feels like a cry for help here, and we want to help. So what can we do for you? And and if what you need is not something we can provide, then what then what can we do? What's a, what's a plan B? And when Maureen talks about hospitalization, quote unquote, we want you to very much understand that that a this it's a completely voluntary process. You're you're not. Clearly, at this point, the danger to yourself or other people that don't believe, you know, it would be appropriate for you to go into an acute facility like you and them. I don't think that's a good idea. And so, when we're talking about it, we're talking about a voluntary thing that we want to discuss with you that's not punitive, that's purely to be helpful, and it frankly it would be something that's you know, probably better way of looking at it is like a mental health spa, like McLean or something like that, or some other, you know, facility that's, they tend to be very nice, they tend to be places where people can kind of take a break and get everything settled, whether it's the medication or their, their dietary intake and all that stuff. But again, we bring it up so we can talk about it, not because we want to or even have the ability to force anything upon you. There's no interest there whatsoever. It's just that we're responding to your, you're making it very clear to us that you're in a lot of pain and we're not, we're not cutting it. We're not able to cut it for you, it appears. 
And so I just want that to be an ongoing conversation. Um, you know, I think, I mean, some of the other things that we discussed, which I think are important to mention, um, again, have to do with the, the amount of liquids. I guess they, there was some concern, there's always there's been a concern about that for a while. And, and it does seem like medically um, people can develop a syndrome if they are drinking too much. Uh, it's, it's not a true diabetes, but it's called diabetes insipidus. It has nothing to do with sugar or anything like that. But, it, but the kidneys can actually not function properly. So there's, there's a bit of a concern there. And then the other, in terms of the caffeine intake, it appears when they adjusted putting like all the Red Bulls in here for you to make it easy, to give you easier access, it appears that, that maybe it's been difficult to moderate that. Um, and, then, and then when we calculate actually the level of caffeine there's some concern there too. Um, one concern is, you know, stroke risk, but which is not likely, but possible. And then the other thing being that it's very likely that that level of caffeine can affect your mood, can affect the schizophrenia, can affect your sleep. And again, it's not. It doesn't lead us to wag our finger at you and say you're not behaving properly. It has nothing to do with that. It's purely that you're you're telling us you're in pain here, you're in distress, and we think this may have maybe an important variable here. All we want to see is for you not to be in so much pain. Does any of does that make sense? I have no comment whether all of you get together and punish me however you want and I'll do what the decisions are. Is 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 it just sort of a, a given or a thing? Is otherwise let me just continue my life naturally till I disappear. Well, I guess the reason, the reason we would struggle to, quote, let you continue naturally is that it leads you to tell us that <clears throat> something to be effective, please help me here. So how would you suggest we respond to that? Because it sounds like a mixed message, like just let me do my thing, but also please help me here. And, and, and I think it's, it's we're struggling with how to handle that. understand that you're waiting for me to say something, but I'm not. Okay. And then the other thing is, you were saying, you know, why don't we just go ahead and punish you or whatever. And again, I, you know, I don't know if I can successfully get across to you that none of None of these actions are our actions are intended to be punishment. You know, we we're trying to help, but you know, I, I, I and I do understand your frustration. I mean your situation here reminds me of 
like a CEO of a company who has to answer to a board. And I see, you know, I see that in, in various ways. And it's hard for me to wrap my head around the purpose of a board. But it's almost like we're your board and you're the CEO. In my mind, I think, wow, the CEO is you know, the one that started the company. He or she leads the company. They're the boss with the big asterisk next to it. And that asterisk is, yeah, but they have a board. And it's like, and sometimes I think it's difficult to, to remember or to, to identify what the purpose of the board is. And sometimes the board overreaches. Um, I think our purpose, if we're the board, quote unquote, is, is to try to keep things safe and healthy. <clears throat> and, and to try to respond to, to your requests. And, and then there will be times when it's our, I guess, fiduciary duty to be able to say no to certain requests. And that's exactly how a board works. Um, but I understand it can be frustrating. Um, you know, but I, you know, I, I want, the reason that I, I don't know if you gotten my emails or whatever, but I wanted to, I want to try to, I wanted to come in here and, and see you again. And because I think it's, it is a lot more difficult for you to navigate all of this. If you feel like you can't trust anybody or you feel like everyone is out to punish you. And I think you know, I think in general you you very much you know, technically you are in many ways very free to live your life as you were saying in any way you choose. It's just that I think, you know, on our end Sometimes we're going to have to make decisions that we believe is in your best interest, and you may disagree with it. And technically, you can is it subversant? I don't know if that's the correct term, but you know, get around it. And again, you know, if we were to. You know, if you had, if you asked to, you know, like request something, you know, I think the best we can do is say, you know, I really don't think that's a good idea, so I'm not going to provide that. You could still go out and buy things yourself, of course. And none of, no one, you know, we're not going to stop that. But my main point is we're just trying to help you. I think everyone genuinely really does care. I mean, I think you know, but I think it's a really I mean, I do think it's sort of like a board CEO relationship where that can get really weird and complicated sometimes.
I brought up a, a lot, a lot of different things. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know what more you know I can say without having a conversation. Uh, the bottom line is, I'm fucking stuck. Okay, if you read my fucking shit, excuse me for my anger. About not being able to explain what the fuck I need or want or fucking am. That's the reason why I can't respond. I'm trying to. Mm -hmm. Which is okay. I mean, I do, I do feel like you've expressed what you want and, and need. I feel like I understand that. You know, I, think that I think that's a really good example of sort of that bored CEO relationship I'm using in the metaphor. I think where, where we're coming from, what happens is that I think what, what seems to be very, very frustrating is, is that you're in this position where, where in theory you're sort of the boss and, and here you, from that position, request things that either at times one of us may say, no, I, I don't think we can do that. And I think you're kind of like, like, what the hell? Like, I'm the boss. Like, what are you even saying no to me for? Like, what do you mean no? And what I'm trying to say is that, that the reason we, we may say ultimately no for something is not because we're trying to control <coughs> things or punish anyone or punish you, but because we don't agree that it's a healthy thing. And there are other things that you may request or feel that you need that we just can't provide. Like me being available more. And, and again, that, that's not because I simply just don't want to. It's because I can only provide what I'm providing. And there are instances in which that's just not enough for what the person either wants or what they need. And so that's why I'm introducing this idea that, well, then let's talk about this. Let's see what we can do. And I think some things are realistic and some things aren't. But I feel like you've been very clear about what you, what you want. I think, and I just think that ultimately we may disagree on whether some of these things are healthy. Though. But I, I understand how you feel stuck. And I can't imagine how frustrating all of this is. I mean, here we are trying to work out very complicated things and You have you know, sometimes are, you know, suffering quite a bit cognitively from being able to say things and process things. I feel like in general what's been happening, and maybe it's just kind of come to a head at this point, is that I feel like you're communicating, I want A, B, and C, and we're all communicating, we can provide this, and it's not the same, and you're just getting frustrated over and over and over. 
I guess if we could take anything away from today is that I think the reasons the reason that those things aren't matching up is, is not because we're purposely trying to control things or, or be mean to you or anything like that. It's because we're, we're serving our fiduciary duty in a sense. Conversation. My initial thought is write my dad an email. I didn't decide that. Which, you know, if, if you think that, you know, of course you're free to do that. Right. I'm delusional in that he has my best, best interests in mind. So just ask him, because I can't figure any of this out. Mm -hmm. Only that I mentioned earlier in the year to all of you, this was happening. Mm -hmm. And nothing was done. Well, I think we... But that's not real either, according to my psychiatrist, who knows the best about the illness itself. She's a specialist. Well, Jonathan, we have heard it. We have heard what you said, and we have tried. I just want to feel all the karma that is that I brought on happened before I have that stroke, you know, and die, you know, naturally. I'd rather just have so much punishment and control against me that it brings me to just a breaking point where, you know, I snap out of it and fucking realize, okay, Jonathan, Jesus Christ, did you have that life wrong? Here's what you do, now you know. Because I've become then so complacent in this like ultra, you know, over 100% Misery, hatred, disdain, slander, bullshit. That the message, you know, the feeling I get at that point would be okay. Fucking snap out of it, Jonathan. And I do that for once. Well, what, if you were to s snap out of it, what? what would be different? Like Nothing, and that's my fucking point. Precisely my point. But I mean, like, it sounds like you would go through a, a shift in, in perception or something. I don't know how else to tell you both that I'm trying to have the conversation because I actually do give a shit and secondly, I don't know what the fuck to say. Mm -hmm. Which is okay. Which is fucking unusual for Jonathan. Well, I think... I ha I'll say one thing. I have been happy in here doing what I do and alone. There's been... Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Now, unfortunately, I need more than that. Slightly. You know, food, etc. Mm -hmm. That's really it. Well, you know, I can say that, you know, as when, as you've been you were discussing and you know, stating in various ways that, that you were deteriorating. I mean, I can say that we, you know, that we've certainly, you know, heard that and, and, and tried to, to make changes that, you know, but it is limited to things that either 
You talk, I'm scared to death of all this shit, just so you know. Yeah. I can't imagine. For the fucking record. Yeah. But only when there's other people around me communicating with me, God forbid. That that increases the fear? You don't even know, yeah. And you're right, that word fear, it is 100% fear, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to call it paranoia, which it is, delusion, which it is, it's fear-based. Yeah, I don't... I believe it's love-based, but yeah. to be honest, no, I don't... Or my what, cognitive behavioral therapist, and you know me by now, and I absolutely agree. I really do. Like, I believe that it's fear. I just thought it was... It's opposite love. And on a very general... Definition of that. Just meaning, like, I do fucking give a shit. I do fucking love people. I am fucking grateful. It just doesn't ever fucking come out that way. Well, I don't. I don't think it's a delusion or paranoia. I don't think it's a psychotic symptom at all. I think that fear is, you know, something that. You know, it's distressing, but I don't think it's a psychosis at all. Um, I am one one hundred percent not in a psychosis, like a break with reality. Mm -hmm. But that's because I am. Like that, you know. But I mean, when I guess my point is. If, you're, when you find yourself incredibly uncomfortable around other people, I don't think that's a psychotic symptom. Well, I do have schizophrenia with psychotic features. I wrote a book called The Brutal Truth which is an affirmation on life about living with fucking psychosis. So how can I do that if I'm in a psychosis? And how could it be an affirmation of life? I'm just rhetorically as mm -hmm. saying that. The point is I still at least for now, fucking function fine. Just much better when I'm completely alone. I literally, here I'll talk, I literally hate dealing with other people, which is I just incoming thoughts or You know, I think your desire to be alone is certainly something that can be provided. I mean, that that's, I think that... And of course, I don't want to have to be alone. It's just what works the best. Mm -hmm. I think we can... Or keeps me, like, emotionally safe. Anyone who fucking says they want to be alone, anyone, it's, it's not true. I'm sure you know about that because you're a psychologist. Mm -hmm. You know exactly that that's true. That's where, that's where I learned that from. I'm reading um, 
Yeah. Well, my short-term memory is really gone. What did I just say? I forget. You were saying that anyone that saying they want to be alone all the time and that it's not true. But you know what we can say is that you know in the in the you know the instance in which you are requesting to be alone, I think you know that that's that is something that we can do. I mean that's and you know if you're requesting that you'd like some company, I think you know, within limits, of course, we can do that. Um, I also understand it gets a little complicated if you want to be alone. Exactly, exactly. You want both. I, yeah. I want and need both. That's right. And it's extremely complicated. And that's... So we are making progress because that better defines or explains how I'm stuck and feel cornered by literally everybody in my goddamn life, online, in real life, in my hallucinatory life, everybody. And honestly, everything, this is a smaller point, but, you know, as I treat my computer or, I mean, that fucking, you know, as a person or, so to speak, and my cats, I mean, I treat them like shit. Well, it's just the way I think. Mm -hmm. I think they misbehave. Um, they're just fucking being cats, and I just snap like verbally at them or something, and I fucking apologize and say, yeah, well, you know, the sad part is a fucking long ass time ago, I lost my life. You know, that is literally the bitterest, bitterest pill to swallow. Metaphorically, of course. Mm -hmm. And I'm still aware enough to, to know that. And that fucking sucks. And it feels like shit. And it's just loss and loss and loss and loss. And I could just say that a hundred times. This morning, I spent a great deal of time actually praying. In other words, like for a miracle was I did give a little over an hour to fucking God, whatever the fuck, because I can quote myself, but I give an hour to my shrink, 10 minutes to God. You know, I think it's kind of funny to my book. I wanted to for once sit at that prayer bench thing mm -hmm. and make sure I, I and just make sure I went slightly over an hour because I've never done that before. I'm not talking about meditation, I'm talking about actual formal prayer. Mm 
-hmm. as much as far as I know how to do it. Just sorry, as usual, but I really am fucking sorry. It said, you know, all this stuff is not my fault. Fucking schizophrenia, spectrum syndrome. But we all really know that I choose my life, etc. And this is probably another delusion, but I do believe it's all my fault, Doc. Does that give you a little more of an idea? If not, that you already knew that this whole illness is my fault. It's not my father's, it's not my wife's, it's not anybody's. It's my fucking fault. That's where the lack of acceptance of this condition What I mean, what do you think my response to that would be? That this is I, I do forget what I said, I'm sorry. The idea that the schizophrenia is your fault. Oh. What do you think how do you think I would respond to that? Well that it's not true. <laughs> it is my feelings. I think feelings are true or beliefs well beliefs themselves are Try to be honest and do as you asked. Yeah. To have a conversation. Yeah. You know, I wasn't. I was planning on not saying a word. Yeah. You no. always bring some shit out of me. I think and, you're doing great. But you know, it's gonna be on to the next thing. You know, I don't want to get hooked on the pot, which I'm refusing to go on. Lisa wants to put me on pot. Maureen, Maureen and Lisa want to put me on. Well, you know this, I heard. Like, there's any fucking way, as I'm just about to have 13 years clean and sober, to go on fucking pot. Yeah, I don't... I've never been addicted to pot. I don't care, no THC or not. Fuck that shit, man. Anyone thinks of giving that shit up my sobriety? Fuck. No, I don't think that's... Gotta be out of your fucking mind. No, I don't think that's a good idea either. Right, I think. I mean, I'm already relapsing technically, being on clonopin, but which is a similar, same thing, given that they would both be medically um, prescribed, but though I'm not in AA or any program anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are considered relapse or not being clean and sober because the right thing to do, and I've done this since day one of getting sober and having all the dental work and shit. I like, I think six teeth fold, no Novocaine, no painkillers. I had some other injury, maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago, and I had to refuse. Well, I did, I, I didn't have to, I just refused um, Percocet or some shit they were gonna give, they needed to give me. I threw all Well, you're saying that you're, you know, how important your sobriety is to you. Yes. It is very, it's very important. I agree. I don't think, I don't see how there'd be, that the benefits of even low THC. Because it's so easy to stay sober for me. In every way. In just that I have no desire. I get, 
Well, I'm not cravings for specific drugs or alcohol, but just like the self-sabotaging feeling of wanting to crave that. But also, I don't, I don't even leave the house. I wouldn't know the first place of where to get shit. You know? Right. No, I don't. I don't see any advantage to what they were talking about. I don't think it's worth giving up your sobriety. I understand that. Believe me, I'd love to get fucking high. And who who wouldn't honestly? You just don't because. First hand, it's not fucking worth it. Right. You know, I, <coughs> I don't, uh, I don't think we should mess with that at all. It's two against one, you. So I'm gonna have to go on it, and that's fine. It's technically, well, in certain ways, not a relapse, but thus complications. It's just a vicious cycle, man. Well, I don't think it's a given. Tenuous loop, what? I, I think they were just discussing it. I don't think they made a definitive decision. And, and I frankly haven't. I didn't think they were serious enough about it. I haven't even said anything. But I can then why was I giving papers to sign? I don't know. That, that's a surprise to me. I threw them away. Well, I'll, I'll express to Lisa in the morning. I was giving... Papers from Lisa to Maureen who gave to me to sign for the prescription for medical marijuana. Sure, no, no. I was sitting right there. No, no. I I I believe you. Ripped it up, Mm -hmm. threw it away. Yeah. No, I believe you. I just I just haven't been they haven't been communicating with me about that, so I just wasn't wasn't aware of how serious they were. But I'm, I'm happy to say something. I mean, I will. Yeah, I'll go on. I'd like to go on. Well, I don't know how to roll joints. I never, I just had somebody else do it back. Um, whatever it was, I didn't do pot in like 15 years. Yeah, what, I mean. I just would want the full blow even if it does, which it has in the past, which is mainly why I wasn't addicted, cause severe paranoia and hallucinations. Yeah, no, no. But it's the only drug, like illicit drug, otherwise illicit drug that is now, um, you know, as you know, medi- or, yeah, medically, you know, approved. Right, right. Well, what, I mean, it may be worth mentioning that that what, now, what, I, what I would like to mention, I know this, is that yes, I would like to go on it. Friendly, because that honestly is the truth. Well, what what they're talking about is not something that you use for a joint or anything. It's a, I think it's a liquid that, it's like what they give to kids with epilepsy. <clears throat> it's one o'clock. Gonna say, you know, we'd love to go on it too. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, let me write. I I do think it's very important that I write a review at this point, um, so I can tell you that I will. Um, unfortunately, I have to. Go see, see my mom on Thursday, so I won't be here on Thursday. But then I'm not going away uh, Thanksgiving, though. Well, Thanksgiving Day I will, but that week I can still be here on Tuesday. I'm not going away that week. So, um, do you know if Mary's coming at all? She's here. Do you need her? Where? She's at the house. Yeah. Do you need me to? Texters come over or okay. Um, so I will see you hopefully Tuesday, but I will I just generally work in the morning 
early morning and honestly like this is how I spend most of my actual days when I take one night sometime I uh, at night I watch some TV during the day if there's a, a break um, like like a I want to take a break from just laying down. I don't ever work. I work like 10 hours you know, every yeah. day. But then I just review what I did, you know. Right. But here and there, reading um, David Lipsky's book on the movie, The End of the Tour, mm -hmm. and all of David Foster Wallace's material. So that's been pretty enlightening. Well, it's a lot of fucking reading, but um, I, I finished the first book so far. Cool. Yeah, I haven't read any. Um, it took me two days, that's it. But, yeah. I haven't read any of David Foster Wallace's stuff. Um, I recommend the movie if you're interested. Yeah. It's definitely the right starting point. I mean, but you, uh, I'm coming from a different place. I'm actually coming from the same place as the Rolling Stone writer, David Lipsky. Mm -hmm. The bottom lines of the movie is uh, he wants everything that David Foster Wallace has. Mm -hmm. David Foster Wallace, or Dave Wallace, you know, had wanted something better. Right. And that was like the conflict of Yeah. Well um I will write a review I think this this is especially is an important one, so um <clears throat> thanks for just knowing that. Says it all. Okay. Well don't don't Please don't, you know. I'm so guilty. Yeah. Well, there's no reason to to jump. We're just concerned when no one's had her. You know, we just all just, we just want to help. I don't believe that. It's telling the truth. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Alright, I'll write a review, alright?